Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. We are in our fifth year of running this show, which I love. I am Paulette Reese-Denis. I am your tribal hostess because I love bringing all you people together to meet each other, to network, to see the magic that's being created in the world, the magic that each of us brings to our own lives and also helps with others' lives. And that is my passion in life. As also your transformational lifestyle coach, and there goes my puppy dog, and a four-time book author, international dance traveler, innovator, and bringer to you of this beautiful video podcast. Here, you watch my dog climb under my couch. There she goes. <laughs> she, she hardly fits under there, but she needs to go under the couch. It's so funny. Anyway, today I get to bring you Amy Wall is here with us from Mendocino, California. So we're both on the West Coast. Amy, I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you, Paulette. It is a, a pleasure. pleasure. <laughs> I'm pleasure hearing just a word. tiny, I'm just hearing a tiny bit of feedback, but it sounds like it went away. Hi, everyone. Yay. And I'm so excited for you to share some of what you do because it just sounds magical and fabulous. Um, Amy is an esthetician, but she combines the yoga of beauty, which I love, and the idea of... Um, wellness and uh, vision, visionary of consciousness beauty, which, you know, a, a lot of people don't bring that into the whole, you know, look your best realm. Um, so talk to me about that, Amy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Paulette. And it's an honor to be able to talk about it. And thank you for having me here. And hello to the person on the other side of this podcast who may be driving or walking or doing something in her day. And I really have the intention that something that I say turns on a light for you. So I don't think of myself as a, as a witch, but I do think of myself as a switch where I help women <laughs> turn on their light, turn their light. I back love on. that. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and I do the that switch. by way of the face and the skin because what better way to be able to craft a vision um, than by developing the practice of self-intimacy in the mirror and working with the, you know, the organ of your nervous system and your, you know, your skin, our skin is part of all of these systems. So it's an actual natural fit to, um, to do some very deep personal development work in the mirror while you're touching yourself. And I did come through, I am an award-winning esthetician and to take it one step farther, I was mentored by the formulator who discovered the peptide for the cosmetics industry. And I was the top esthetician in the United States in 2016. Ooh, but, <laughs> and while I still carry the title, just so people know, so I have some authority, it's truly, very unimportant to me these days. I I believe hardly anything of what the mainstream beauty is selling us. Um, most of it is smoke and mirrors. And I'm really interested in the conversation around um, what beauty really is, because what I've come to find out is that it's not an aesthetic. And I know there's kind of like a, whoa, beauty is not an aesthetic and beauty is not an age. So 
to me, you know, reading your website and reading all of the um, good works and good play that you do in the world and inviting women um, into this expression of movement and passion and, and, and being visible in the world is really the same thing. It's about accessing a muse, right? It's about accessing the muse of music and dance and mm. pleasure mm. and senses and, you know, really being able to move through the world as a sensual being made of water and light. So that's the kind of beauty I'm interested in talking about. Damn. Damn. <laughs> I'm in love with you already. I, I figured we were going to be a real good match. Yes. Oh my God. This is so exciting. I'm like, my heart's going, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's very exciting because hardly anyone is talking about it, though people have come up around the edges with conscious beauty and, yeah. and different things. But the real, when I say conscious, you know, beauty consciousness in the yoga of beauty, it's really bringing your own consciousness. And you actually said it in your intro that, you know, we are the magic and each person is the magic ingredient in their beauty products. It's not the stuff in the bottle at all, though the stuff in the bottle can contribute to you, but it's you that brings the magic. And that is just, that's science, the biology of belief, you know, the observer effect. It's, it's just science now, everyone. Well, and I mean, don't you think it's further than science, though? I mean, I think it's it's consciousness, it's science, it's mindset, it's belief systems, it's connection with with source yeah. or God or higher consciousness or inner being. I mean, wherever it's, you well, it's it's all of it's all of that. But the reason I just say that the science has caught up is because it's helpful for, you know, the majority of women are still, and probably not the ones that are listening to your podcast. If, you know, your listeners are already tuned in, turned on and tapped in to that. <laughs> right. And that's, you know, and I can, we can go even to a deeper level, but for the woman who, you know, is in her, I'm, I'm mid fifties, I'm going to be 54. For the woman who is maybe 38 years old, she's still in the thick of it. She's She's got her kids, she's got her job, she's got her husband or her wife, and she's just rushing around, pouring into everybody's cup. And then she looks in the mirror and she thinks, I need, I might need a little Botox. I mean, I oh, know, right, right. you know, she starts seeing the visible stress on her face. So, you know, I call her the sleeping beauty. Oh, and sometimes yeah. I need Woo. to come in and do a little wake up call. And I'm I, taking crazy I, notes here, by the way. And I, use, <laughs> and I use science, but my brand is called Higher Self Beauty. So I have really come to to understand that it is our source connection, it's our soul shine and the fractal that if we channel the beauty as has been known in Aphrodite and Venus and the great works of art and the garden and everything that source has created and worked through, then that type of beauty is will light up a room. It, do, it doesn't matter what you look like. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what other people think you look like <laughs> at all. And it's fun. And it keeps getting richer every year. Oh my God. This is like so exciting. This is so exciting. And how did you were you like an esthetician and then your path switched? This is a good, this is a good question. And there's a really good story here. Because so, I want your story. <laughs> so let me take you, you know, in our pre, our 
just brief little pre-chat I mentioned, I live in Mendocino, California, which is Northern California, about three and a half hours um, north of San Francisco, right on the edge of the Pacific Ocean. It's, you know, a mecca for creatives and uh, it's one of the most beautiful places in the world. And it's where my parents escaped to go back to the land in the early 70s. So my parents met in the summer of love in the elevator of the Hotel California. They were 22 and 23. They were leaving the man. My dad came from a Mormon upbringing. My mom was just a sensitive artist. They, you know, they met in San Francisco. They had me in 1969. And then they moved me up here um, to a hippie commune in 1973. And my dad actually lived in the city back and forth. But what happened is that I was immersed in ideas of consciousness from a very early age. I mean, I was, I could maybe be six years old and remember one of the women in the commune coming to me and saying, you can look beneath the surface and see, you know, you can see more than color or taking me into the woods and giving me a little initiation. And they were also busy doing all the things people did at hippie communes. So I was left alone a lot. And I say this with the utmost kindness towards my parents because they were, you know, they were growing up, we were all growing up together. But um, I had books like Autobiography of a Yogi, uh, Transcendental Meditation, uh-huh. Alice Huxley, <laughs> Thoreau, all of these like great works of consciousness And I was just, I read and read and read. I was a very voracious reader. So here I was reading all these things and practicing. I awakened my muse, which is sort of this concept that I teach and and work with my clients on a coaching level. Um, When I was 14 years old, because I was doing mirror work with Louise Hay and I was reading the back, I was reading the back of the shampoo bottle for the ingredients because my mom was a nutritionist okay so she Ah. was you know telling me all about the linoleic acids that I my body needed from almonds and so I knew a lot about food and nutrition and then I had a stint in my 20s a 15-year stint working at one of the um at a famous California cuisine restaurant Cafe Beaujolais in Mendocino which had like Peter Kump's New York cooking school's you know, son was the chef and connections with Julia Child. And we were always in, you know, had Gene Burns from KGO Radio coming up. And so I was doing hospitality on a high level, you know, like creating experiences, learning about organic food from this mentor in this mm. restaurant yeah. and being of service. So I had all this hospitality. Then I'm in my thirties. I decide that, you know, I want to live in Mendocino because I had a child with somebody that I didn't end up staying with, but we were raising him together. And what could I do? I, I knew that restaurant business was over for me. I needed to do something else. And I was, I think that you have the same thing. We just love creating beauty. So mm-hmm. I was able to create beauty in a chicken coop that I was raised in on the commune. And I just had the gift. And I was the girl that everybody came to. I know things like I'm a, I'm a, before trends on lots of things. So people would come to me for beauty advice, even though I had a very natural aesthetic. So I decided to go to aesthetic school. And it was then that I, when I touched people, I realized I had a gift for it. And plus I knew the ingredient, like everything really worked for me. And then I was a makeup artist too. And I love that. So, but what happened was my whole entire career as being an esthetician was around helping women judge themselves and anti-age 
And during that time, I really fell asleep as I went into this realm. Okay. I did also have this amazing mentorship with this famous formulator, but I started like forgetting. I went asleep and I forgot all my magic and I was doing Botox when I was 40 years old. And I was, I was working hard and playing hard and I was stressed out. My adrenals were out and girls, I had frenemies up the wazoo and everybody was competing with me and stealing my ideas. And I was just in the lower, I just wasn't, I hadn't had, you know, I was just not, I wasn't happy and I was deathly afraid of aging. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can remember just thinking, I can't even believe I'm going to be 50 one day. I was really like putting the brakes on aging big time and freaking out. And what happened was I had this nurse practitioner friend friend who knew I had a big clientele and of course wanted to get referred for Botox. So she was giving me lots of free Botox and it was ending up that I was killing my natural beauty for one thing. I killed for a while. I mean, if you see the before and after 10 years ago when I was doing Botox and now it is just like crazy. So I just had, you know, everybody, it was just in that realm of just all the things. So she wasn't an artist with her injections. And now I would never, I mean, I can't believe I did that. But what was happening was that my muscles lost their integrity and my eyebrows started to shift downwards. And that was pushing all these wrinkles around my eyes. And I had beautiful skin. I was looking, I was a beautiful person. I was in the prime of my beauty, but I couldn't see it and I couldn't even enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I found myself in a plastic surgeon's office getting a consultation to get an eyelid surgery. And I went in there as a vanity appointment. I really kind of thought I'm going to go in here and the plastic surgeon's going to say, there's nothing wrong with you here. You know, here's an eye cream. And I was just going to do that. I went, I drove two hours, you know, South went to this plastic surgeon's office was sitting in the office waiting after she did her assessment. She went, she went out, she came back in, heard the door click open and waiting there. Like, you know, how you might imagine you're waiting to hear a diagnosis of some sort. And she handed, reached out her hand and handed me the paperwork. And she said, yes, you are a great candidate for this upper eyelid surgery. And it'll be $7,000. My scheduling people will be in touch. And something just went in me and I was like, hell no. (laughs) And I never did an injection of inflammatory treatment. I completely said, this is absolute bullshit. I actually closed my spa down. My husband built me a little fairy princess spa in my backyard, which is now an Airbnb. I just started working with only sole clients. I went cold turkey on everything and just went back to basics of my stuff I would do. Wow. So that's the story. Wow. That is a story. That is fantastic. (laughs) And, you know, thankfully you turned around before it was too late. Yes. And I'm absolutely rabid about helping other women wake up because it causes the beauty industry causes so much. Oh, it's just horrifying. So much suffering. And I am, if I can alleviate suffering and by sharing my story and also just helping women realize they're not losing value. I have this, I've diagnosed it as a downward beauty value spiral that the industry puts us on where we're constantly losing, you know, every year that was like the greatest scarcity mindset of all time. Every year we're just losing value, losing value. And that's, you know, a patriarchal pattern that runs in the cells. 
So that's my great work in the world. And I had to go through that so that I would wake up. And, um, and so for the last 10 years, I have been creating an energetic beauty modality and really practicing what I preach made huge, you know, it's, I also am a skincare formulator. I have my own skincare line. Oh, you do? And yes. And it, oh, has I want some. <laughs> yes, it is amazing. It's made by a compounding pharmacist. So it's, it's like bioidentical, bioavailable, beyond clean, beyond organic. How beautiful for you to step into that. But I'm always also coming in and saying, you're the magic ingredient. And so I don't use any of the very successful sales techniques that other brands use. And so there's been quite a cost to walk this road because mm -hmm. women don't necessarily want to be told that they're the missing ingredient. They're the magic ingredient because right. when you buy and a little they, bottle or something. Yeah. And well, also there's magic in the bottle. And when we buy this thing, it's like, Oh, that moment of like, Oh, this might change, even though they don't think it really will. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah, so much a part of that is so sad and how the beauty industry and the magazine industry. And I mean, I was I was an agent in New York City. I worked oh. with models and I was a photographer and uh, very small scale. But still that whole beauty industry and the life that some of these models live and, um, you know, the diet culture on every level, there's the, the whole diet culture. And food culture, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 66 this summer. I mean, come on. Yeah, that is what I'm talking about. That That's why I think about. it's so important. I have one of my collaborators is 33. And I love having a younger woman, knowing a really good younger woman and knowing a really like fantastic, full of just fresh, vibrant, gorgeous woman who's a little bit older than me. And then we see that there's a spectrum. There's nothing to be afraid of and we can support each other. Oh, 100%. and it's so magnificent. I mean, if we, you know, my mom is going to be 97 this year and we've gone through lots of ups and downs with her survival and, and caretaking and whatever. And she is a vibrant soul. And to revere our elders. Mm. Yes. And I think... I actually think that this is something that is not, I, I see little kids, they love their grandparents if they have the chance. They love, we get talked out of that somewhere along the way. And this 33-year-old mentee, we actually collaborate. She's a big TikTok star. She's like a little baby me. You know, I can really see that she's on my path. And she just, she said, thank you for owning your age. And thank you just for showing me because she didn't have anybody like that. She's seeing all these women on, you know, social media that are trying to do everything, but step into their power. And yeah, the elders, that's, it's the future. They need to be placed on pedestals. I mean, they need to be placed on pedestals. Yes. You know, and if you look at the native American culture and that's what they do. You know, they revere their elders. And what do we do? We try to hide them away. Yeah. This ridiculous Please. society, which I'm finding more and more about as my mother ages and, you know, looking at places that she could go live and, you know, all the stuff that goes with it. And of course, you know, not only my mom, but my husband's parents are gone and la la la. But um, it's just, it's horrifying to me. It's absolutely horrifying. And that even 
they themselves shut themselves down. And then I well, talked to yeah. I talked to a woman who's my age or younger and she says, growing old is a bitch. And I'm like, uh no. No, return to sender. That is an implant. Absolutely. That is a, that Absolutely. Is a cultural implant. And then they let themselves fall into disrepair and they blame it on getting older. They won't do anything about it. They won't change their diet. They won't change their skincare or they go get Botox. Or they won't take a walk or they won't stop the TV. I mean, I just. um, What has happened to this culture? Where is the connection with nature? Where is the connection with the earth? Which where is the connection with yourself? It is. I don't. I mean, I think I know that you and I are doing that. Like I live <laughs> yeah. in a magical, I'm at, I live in a magical um, garden wonderland. And if I don't, so I call it connecting with my muse. I need to connect in with that, with my muse and she needs water and sunshine and nutrients, just like a beautiful flower does. Mm. Um, but we don't Love get that. taught this, you know, there, we could get into the conspiracy theories, but mostly it's because it's really uncomfortable sometimes to look, you know, to really feel your feelings and to take self-responsibility. So self-trust and self-responsibility. But I think what also people think is they think it might be really hard when you and I know this is fun. It's fun. It is. This is fun. Like we're going to like dancing. I, you know, music, (laughs) muse and music. I have a whole playlist to awaken my muse And I am dancing and moving my energy and making shapes with my body every single day. It's, and it's fun and it's playful. And of course, if people have jobs and all of the things, that's why I really try to develop. um, And I would love to give your listenership. Actually, I have this beauty energy muse quiz, which has is full of, full of juicy things that they can find out about themselves. But I also have a beautiful workbook that has all of my, beauty rituals written down in it. It's a 15 page workbook. And I'm going to give that to you viewers. And I teach one minute daily. I teach a one minute daily mirror ritual that any person can do. You fill your cup with one minute in the mirror. You bring your awareness. You become the dot in the mirror. You do tapping. You bring in an I am presence and it happens in one minute at night. That's the time that you should really do your skin at least, you know, mm. but you also take a salt shower or a bath with a little salt to clear the energies of the people around you mm. because Whoa. most women are sensitive and they're undiagnosed sensitives. They can, we right. all feel energy. Right. And then so doing the salt shower or the bath, but they're things that you're doing already. So that doesn't have to be hard. It's not a 20 minute meditation. It's not a yoga class or an hour. It's not anything. It's like the stuff that we're already doing, we have to shift those things. And just even a little tiny shift can change everything. And sometimes it's a mind shift. That's where it starts. Right. It could be you're doing the same thing, but you think about it differently. And uh, absolutely. It's so good. So, I mean, so you just mentioned a couple of things. Uh, So what do you do for yourself? What do I do for myself? Well, I believe that self-care needed, I need it. I, I have, it's been a passion to evolve the concepts of self-care. Um, 
into self-appreciation because the word care is actually loaded with a lot of word spells. So your word is your wand. That's why they call it spelling. And the word care, we don't even have to look at the original definition, which a lot of times is the original energy. There's an active definition in the dictionary that states that care means on its energetic frequency, worry, stress, and grief. That's why we say, I don't have a care in the world. I'm carefree. So when we're self-caring and health-caring and we need, you know, self-love, but also love is a word loaded with lots of points of views and different um, projections from other people. So if we really tuned into self-appreciation, appreciation, appreciation is the energy of increase. That's what our investment does when it grows. It grows in in value. It appreciates. Uh It appreciates. So what I'm doing is every day I'm having appreciation sessions, whether that's in the mirror, I appreciate myself with the food that I eat. I appreciate myself with the quality of the friends that I keep. I appreciate myself with, you know, lotioning up my body talking to my cells. Oh, see, that's so good. I remember oh, talking to one of my dancers who said, I never put lotion on my body. And I'm like, ah, come on, I do it every day. You know, touching, turning, you know, I'm just always like, wow, um, you're awesome. <laughs> and so I made a whole career and lifestyle out of self-appreciation. So what I'm doing is, you know, and energy I- work throughout the day, dancing, singing. And how beautiful that you are in that space and you get to share it with others and teach others and um, be a role model for one thing, but also be able to pass on those gifts and those ideas. Absolutely. I actually um, teach other estheticians how to re-identify themselves as not just a face waitress and a, you know, a uh, hands-on therapist but more as a a guide for their clients in all things beauty oh my god you're blowing my mind (laughs) (laughs) well I was one of the top waitresses in the world so I don't mean it with disrespect but the bottom line is is they come in and they take an order they place an order off of a menu um and then they're doing something behind you and you're you know there's the loss of the face-to-face and I think what's been interesting is with the internet the gatekeeping from the professional skincare industry has really gone away because we have all sorts of YouTube people and people are very educated and estheticians are it's you know let's see if your your listeners will agree but is it true or is it not true that beauty is kind of one of the least respected and highly rejected aspects of being a woman and beauty industry people going to beauty school is like not like really respected. Like if you go to beauty school, you didn't make it into college, right? There's a big thought form hanging over people around that. So it kind of attracts the misfits, the neurodivergence and people with low self-esteem can go in there and get a you know, or people that are just low vibration and that are into judging, you know, the, the beauty industry is extremely catty. If I, if I had a dollar for every time I got backstabbed by a fellow beauty person, I'd be a multimillionaire. So the, the industry as a whole needs to be evolved. Um, and the information that estheticians are taught in California and in lots of other places, it, it varies, but it's stuff that is from like the 60s and the 50s. 
And so, um, and then the other thing is, is the majority of the industry, 80%, I would say, runs on the inflammatory model, which is wounding the skin in order to get it to turn itself over. So burning your skin with acids, peels, retinols, retinase, retinoic acids, microneedling, lasers, you go in, you get a quick fix, you inflame, you've got a wound, then it takes a while for the wound to heal, but it leaves 10% residual damage on your telomere, which is the end cap of your chromosome. So it's a no-go for me, but we've got- You guys hear that? <laughs> you hear that out there? It's a no-go, don't burn your skin. Don't you don't do have to it. burn your skin. So I could, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a curious position of being an expert on both sides and I don't want to judge it. Like there's room to hold the tension of two opposites that creates a nice little current. So it's, it's just where, where we're at. Um, but I do teach other estheticians um, and I have lots of training programs for them and I mentor them to see if we, cause I can't do all of this. I need I need a lot need of this. Army. <laughs> I need an army. So if you're out there listening and you're you're in the beauty wellness industry. Um, holler at your girl. Yeah, that's <laughs> fantastic. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, and that's kind of what I did with my dance company is I started um, certifying teachers, then certifying master teachers, and then certifying master leaders so they can carry on the the legacy and the beliefs, the aesthetics, the integrity, yeah. the mm. lifestyle of wellness, joy, pleasure, goodness, female gorgeousness, you know, mm. divinity. And they're doing it and it is amazing. And it took lots of years and lots of work. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Um, but I believed in it. Yeah, and I and I do too. I, 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 I've tried to do, I think I've, I've been sort of on this path where I've really needed to make it very deep on the back end before I was ready to share it because the work can be, my work can be confronting for people that are very entrenched. Right. Sure. In the mainstream beauty as, or as I call it, the lowercase beauty industry. Mm. Now there's nothing wrong with the lowercase letter, but it's just operating at a different area. So it can be confronting, um, but things are starting to move in that area. And I do have a little group that I mentor. Hey, confront, honey, confront. <laughs> Confronting. <laughs> you confront them. That's so good. Well, I just, I love your story and I love your passion and, you know, your skills and your intelligence and your desire to help change because it's just horrifying. Um, and, it really you know, and, and some of it is just a matter of bringing more education to the public. Some of it's more talking about it to the public showing there are alternative routes, not that mainstream, you know, media type of route. Um, because I'm a rebel. I can rebel against that stuff. I mean, you know, um, and to be that sacred rebel to honor yourself. Yeah. And to trust yourself when you think, wow. And I think more and more, you see more and, you know, the energy business and spirituality is not it's, it's not fringe anymore. It's not new age. And that's also the science thing. I'm a, I'm a scientist. So I really want to make sure it's very grounded and not the new age. Like, right. you know, I'm not into gaslighting myself and spiritually bypassing like the, the physicality of what it means to, to age and all these different things. But one of the reasons, um, I just wanted to circle back on something that you said, 
you know, we, I'm, you can, we can confront and we can, we can lead the horses to the water and I'm going to continue to do that. But one of the things that is the biggest challenge of all is that this is deep programming that goes generations back. This isn't just, I mean, this is stuff that's living inside of the cells from what our mothers had to go through, what our grandmothers had to go through. I mean, there's a lot of belief systems that are literally held into place. And when those start crumble, then the whole, I mean, it's like beauty then just becomes this doorway for what's really going on inside of a woman at the self-image level. So um, then it stops being about beauty at all and it transforms, but it's, it's my great work in the world and I'll continue to do it. So good. Oh, you are so beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. Hi, you guys. That was just amazing. That was very, um, inspired and goosebumpy and <laughs> like all like hey. hell yeah hell yeah bring it on baby bring it on so um all you guys out there in heart and hustle land you know connect with amy you can check out her quizzes and her 15 page workbook which i'm very excited to get for myself and um, check out her products and i mean just listen to what she had to say and, and dig in deep to yourself and what are your aesthetics and what's important to you about your own beauty, your own, how you stand in the world, how you show up in the world and how you age in the world. Mm-hmm. Because I love life. Life is for living and I intend to live it to the fullest uh, with so much pleasure and joy and expansion and mm-hmm. curiosity Mm. And I love me. Mm, me too. And I love you. And I love you. And I love all of you. <laughs> we love you. And this is what it's all about. Is us, you know, uh, a rising ship lifts all tides and, or <laughs> maybe that goes backward, but just like we're, we're gathering and we're showing up and shining and with our gifts and there's nothing to be afraid of. Shine your light. Shine your light. Your light right on all right amy thank you so much pleasure so much and thank you everybody until we meet again many blessings i love you